One of the reasons why I liked starting Curiosity Continuum with Josh was because it actually hit on the heart of something that is near and dear to my heart. I also believe it's near and dear to Josh's heart. Part of the reason why we started this podcast was because we wanted people to have accessibility to thought leadership that would have changed the direction of their life, those inflection points that make all the difference. And so I'd love to discuss with you today, Josh, those accessibility to inflection points or conversations. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's uh, talk about it. Launch out on the loop today as we discuss this on Curiosity Continuum. Everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovative, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. Combine and mix essential elements into a possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and want to dive deeper, visit us at curiositycontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. All right, Brian. You had this idea. Um, I mean, it's a good idea. So let's uh, pull it to where you want to, like, pull on the threads the way you want it to pull on them. Let me make a personal statement to start. Uh, for those of you who have been listening to recent episodes of the podcast, you know that I've had really like a life-changing experience going to Korea and reconnecting with my, my motherland. I grew up as a Korean adoptee. And like many, uh, about 200,000 Korean adoptees around the world were the largest adoptee diaspora on record ever, which is really interesting. One of the things that landing in countries and hometowns and things that we did, it required an exceptional level of adaptation constantly, right? Also growing up in the generation in America where it's like the power of positive thinking, you can be whatever you want to be, go and get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we've, we've talked on this topic before, really good for rah, rah, really bad for specific life direction. And I really firmly believe that, I would have maybe chosen a different path or Josh and I would have chosen a different path earlier in life had we had different intersections with people who could speak to things that we didn't know about. Now, for me, uh, I know my perception of my hometown was that, yeah, there's people, they work jobs, and that's, I guess, kind of how it goes. I didn't see the broader world of ways that other people did their life. Now in this age where I think about my children and what their adventure may be, I really start to ask the question, who can I 
connect them with that's going to give them different information than me to help inform what adventure they go on. Okay. So that isn't exactly what I thought you were going to talk about 100%. (laughs) So how did you want to... How did you want us to talk about this in in, in the quote-unquote CC way or even so, just the way? Here's, here's, here's the way that I would like to do it. I'll, I'll ask it in the form of a question to you. Based on where you are in your life right now, what type of person do you wish you would have met earlier in your life to have changed your trajectory where you are now? Hmm, that is interesting because... Honestly, never thought about it that way. I always thought I've the people I met along the way I needed to meet at that time, um, and like because like like if you've listened to this, you've heard we've talked about like our grandparents and other like people in our lives. Like my 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 one grandpa was had a business. My other grandfather worked for a power company. Those people instilled upon me like a work ethic, kind of like my parents did when we were growing up. So I needed that at that time. Um, when I was in high school, I probably could have used a little, but here's the whole thing. I probably would have needed, wanted to meet somebody that would have maybe shown me some more like structure that I could put around stuff. However, would I have been even receptive to that at that age? Because see, I wasn't really that kind of person. Like I had become like, I was this person when I was growing up and Brian first met me, I was kind of weird, but, uh, moving on into like middle school, I became very regimented and like, like organization. And then I became, because of just not, you know, like mental illness and everything, like taking over for a few years, I totally went the opposite way. And now in my life, I I feel like I have a balance between it and I can do better. I should do better. (laughs) And so if I would have met somebody, maybe like after all that stuff would have happened, that could have shown me more organizational techniques, maybe to push things to, of like together in my mind and then in my life, it might have been easier for me to kind of without going overboard on it. It might have been easier for me to kind of transition into being more of an adult because the early years of me being an adult were pretty hectic and i think they're hectic for everybody but i think i could have made it easier by meeting somebody that would have helped me along that you know path that wasn't like my mom or dad because those people at that age you don't really want to talk to them that much and i want to touch on that as an important thing as a parent i know i want to give my children everything they possibly can you know every leg up that they possibly can get right so that their floor is my ceiling Right. I want to be able to give them that platform. And I think parents who are well-intentioned and desire that for their children do. But you touch on a really interesting concept, which is important, where there's people in the community, in the village, that could say things, even the parents might have exactly said, they will hear it differently because it's not mom or dad. And that particular voice, we can't go backward. We can't go back and say, well, now I met this person and now I have alternate 1985, like in Back to the Future 2. Right. <laughs> There's no gray sports almanac that you can send to the back to the, you know, to the past to change the outcome now. 
We only have now, and we can only move forward from now. But if you look at your station and you look back to younger people, they're in the place that you were. And to Josh's point, they may not be receptive to it, but there are things that could happen. So some of this may be alternate universe-sounding realities, but I'm going to pose this question to Josh. If you and I had heard a message from people who are entrepreneurial to say, yeah, this is how you could actually roll, what would you have done to prepare yourself for the world of entrepreneurship and uh, doing your own thing outside of a nine-to-five? How would that have changed what you would choose to do at that time? All Probably, things considered equal. Yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I think if I had even like that, like somebody to talk to about like that kind of stuff. Um, I would have probably chose to do something totally different. I think I might've chose to say, Oh, maybe let's start a business or let's be our own boss. Cause I think that's always the goal of that kind of person is that you don't want to be like told what to do. You know, like (laughs) we're pretty good in the United States. Like don't tell me what to do. Right. But really in reality, life is just somebody telling you what to do it, but it, even if if it's yourself, um, because you know to get the the boat rolling of all the crap you got to get in your life, like you know you're to live, <laughs> you still have to do certain things at certain times. But I think the object of that is to kind of break out of that 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 grind of the nine to five and maybe work really hard some days, and then some days have have more of a you know, schedule that's not maintained. And I think that's where some people actually shine. Like if I could work, like personally, if I could work sometimes 5 a.m. in the morning until like three, three days a week and then work like two, three hours every other day, that would be great. Um, But I can't do that for like a corporation. You know, I have to be working for myself to do that. Uh, Or if I wanted to really push it for like two weeks and then take like two weeks where it's not that hard. But if I set up for it, you know, um, that's where I feel like I, if I met, so, if I was, if I, I would start doing stuff like that, you know. So I hear kind of the, uh, and I can vouch for Josh, where he's always wanted to kind of go his own direction and do his own thing, right? And at the earlier comment he had talked about, and I wish somebody would have taught me how to organize to that. Did you even know those things were even a possibility that you could roll that way in your life? No, I mean, not at that age. Like, especially like my, like eighteen, nineteen, twenty. It was like uh, because when we grew up, Ryan, that was like you went to school, and then you got a job, and that was it. There wasn't these, or you know, there are people that went to other, did other paths, but really, that wasn't like a thing people talked about. You had to kind of stumble across it. Now we're starting to see that kind of like bad reaction to all that 30 years later where you know there are jobs that are good jobs that we need people for that they didn't even think about because those aren't the jobs that they were taught were available right entrepreneurial is one of them because those people think differently than everyone else so it's like but instead we taught everyone to think the same and pushed them into jobs that they may or may not need this is something that I heard recently about uh, from another Korean adoptee who had done, ran a startup in Korea. And 
the the educational system there is hyper rigorous. You know, when you hear about this is the exam that will determine the rest of your life. Korea is one of those countries where that is still the thing. Really rigorous and lots of time and effort going into making that happen. And in the cycle that they're in, and I think you look at the cycle of the world, those jobs aren't necessarily there. Despite your effort, despite everything you've poured into it, the outcome may not be available to you because you did that. And I think that's something that I had to learn a little bit of a hard way when getting out into the real world is that the academic realities of what you were doing didn't necessarily mean that that is what happened. And I wish that had been, you know, I, well, of course I do this thing and then this is the job I get. And of course, and in my mind, I was saying like, well, of course it works this way. And I wish somebody would have come to me and said, it could, it may not. Another way it works is blank. Because I think it would have stopped to reconsider what some of the adventures in my life would have been. Um, right. If somebody would have said to Josh and myself, like, hey, you know, you could figure this out and you're going to have to spend probably two, three years to get stuff together and work at it. And I think about like the vim and vigor that we had in our 20s or like even earlier than that, like right out of high school, way different adventure. Way different yeah. kind of way your life could go. And again... We are where we are, and we choose to keep doing the things we're doing because that is a, oh, an adventure worth going on. Yeah, and I'm, I think the po- point of this is not the shameful uh, look back, right? But it's really the look forward at what can be. So this is something that's like, okay, what do I want to do now to kind of like push that now yeah i can't stay up three days in a row like i could when i was young and you know so i have to pace myself and more manageable expectations but you can pretty much do the thing you want to do you can try it anyway uh and i think a lot of people would probably feel more fulfilled if they actually wanted like that thing you wanted to try you know because i think everybody has that like at least a lot of people I know have that, like, oh, I wanted to do this one time. And I'm like, well, why didn't you? And they're like, well, it's too expensive. Or, you know, it's like I had to work this other job. Well, yeah, but you have free time. And it might not be a lot. But you have some kind of time that you could start, you know, what do you have to do today to get yourself a little bit closer to that goal? And I think if you organize it out like that, you could make it into manageable steps. Let's put a comma here on the conversation. I think um, the first part of knowing to access something is actually where you're aware of that something's available. And I think it might be good to put it in a part two or of, of some kind-ish. Yeah. Where we start talking about actually accessing those things. What do you think? Yeah, let's do that. Until next time, folks, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum. <laughs>